1: To off the rails. I feel like we haven't done the show in fucking forever. It does feel like that. Uh, with myself, Anna, and Blitzy Boy. Yeah, Blitzy Boy. You know when shit comes out of your mouth and you're just like, What where did that come from? Yeah. Why did I say that? I would never say that. That's not even something I that I say. I don't have a pet name for you. I don't have pet names for anybody. Unless they're insults, unless they're you're racial slurs. Small. You know, um, maybe I'll call you, nah, or, nah, you know, something like that, something fun, something cool. But I don't call anyone Blitzy Boy, and it and it, it's one of those things where you actually have a
2: few pet names for me, but like,
1: <laughs> I do. Yeah. Does Does one start with an F?
2: <laughs> Never mind. I mean, not that um, I know. not not in front of my face. It doesn't.
1: But it's one of those things where you just kind of have to commit to it and you go why did i say that and then you go yeah let's see boy of course, you know of course but then in my head i'm like what what the fuck anna why did you say why did you end the show like that you you buried yourself <laughs> thank god we're out of time let's get yep. the fuck out of here uh sorry we're starting a little late i did have to break my 18 and a half hour fast don't worry i'm not gonna start talking about it again i have a new thing that i'm that i'm into Intermittent fasting is done. I'm still doing it, no, but it's, it's not done. I'm not not that I ha- I'm not doing it anymore. But that's really taken a backseat to my new thing, which I will get into. And now all of, I'm I'm forcing you all to get into so that we can talk about it together. Oh
3: Because that's no. what I do.
1: That's what that's I was talking that's about this yesterday. That's your new CrossFit <laughs> this week with with Will yesterday. I've whenever I have a new thing, whether it's a Rubik's cube or intermittent fasting or whatever. Whatever uh, the flavor of the week is, and I, I go all in, everybody else needs to go all in with me. Otherwise, I get very angry. because mm-hmm. We have to do this together so I can, um, so I can talk about it.
2: Well, there's uh, also a real reason why you were late today. How dare you be so late?
1: Uh, Couldn't you mean, get in the studio. I could Right. Yes, because Bubba was doing a recording. I guess he had yes. a commercial he had he to do. Had a, he had a few
2: commercials to cut.
1: We didn't talk about this at all. And if you need to sh- cut me down or shut me down, that's no problem. But I know Bubba had a big meeting yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did it Go well, or no?
2: uh, it did. But we can't talk anything about it.
1: Okay, yeah. but it went well. That's did, all I need to know. It did. It did. Very, very good. Very yeah. good. Eight one three ninety Bubba. I almost gave my own phone number away in my head. I almost started saying seven six zero, and I'm like, Anna, that's <laughs> your personal number. Please don't give that out of wow. the air. Yeah. Um. It's Friday. Um. But yesterday was I was gonna try to force a workout, but you're like, why, why, why do that? And yeah. you were so right. I went home, I slept, I just let myself, you know, rest and bleed. That's what you got to do. Sometimes. Yeah, you didn't
2: look like you were in the workout mode. Like, had you went there, you'd have been fine. You'd have worked out just fine, but like, you looked like yeah. you looked like you needed a rest.
1: Here's the thing, though, with me and working out, ninety percent of the time I want to do it, uh, of you course. know, and the ten percent that I don't, sometimes I allow myself to just not hate my life. Because when you really, really don't want to do it and you try to force it, sometimes that can backfire. Most of the time, not. Most of the time, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I went or I feel good. But every once in a while, your body just needs a a fucking break. Yeah, There's some people
2: that that just never want to go to the gym. But you're not that person. Right, exactly. So when you do say, hey, I don't want to go. I listen. I listen. Yeah, Right. then then don't go.
1: But then there are some... And I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, if you don't want to go, don't go. But I'm like, you're the type of person where... 90% Ninety percent ninety percent of the time you wanna go. Yeah. Or you're excited, or maybe you're not looking forward to it, but like you you committed to it, your body wants to do it. Maybe you just don't have the uh maybe you're just a little bit tired or something. But yesterday I felt achy. I just I just felt like shit. So I didn't do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> but um God, there's so there's a few things that like that I really want to talk about, but I can't.
2: Oh. I can't do it. That sucks. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where dare don't dare me. <laughs> it's one of those things, and I am going to talk about this in a, in a broader context. I, I really can't talk about what I want to talk about, but you know, I chose radio. The people radio around didn't me did it.
2: Yeah,
1: no, the people around me did it. Is what I am going to say. Sure, but the people around me are often fodder for my content. As, as is with everything because you yep. live a life and that life involves other people mm-hmm. and sometimes some of their private information
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you can't
3: tell because
1: mm-hmm. you said you wouldn't. And it's one of those things where I could use some, I could uh, conceal some details about their identity, sure. but I feel like as Dumb as I think you are, the people listening, I don't think you're just ignorant hicks. I would never say that. I would never say that. Right. But you would probably figure it out. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd put it together and you go, Anna has French. I don't have any friends. Right. And didn't you say this about it? And then a few dots and then. That's
2: and just then it. It'd be, yeah. It's I pretty always, obvious. I
1: always try to, you know, conceal it. But people will te- uh, DM me sometimes and be like, are you talking about so-and-so?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when I block those people. So oh. that's pr- pretty much your answer,
2: right? I was wondering. People that as well. have
1: asked me that before when I was talking about my friend who likes, who is a very much a free spirit and likes to dance just wherever and whenever. Mm-hmm. Uh, on camera, TikTok, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, MySpace. and MySpace. Yes. Uh, and when I was talking about this person, thinking I was being all slick. There were some, you know, OG Ana fans from back the from Bone Days mm-hmm. that follow me followed me onto,
2: you know, with Bubba. Sure. They're like, Are you talking about so and so? And I'm like, uh what? well I mean if if they listen <laughs> yeah. to if they listen to one of the parts of the stories, probably couldn't tell. But you've said it enough times that you can like add it up and you
1: can put it together. Yeah. Yeah. You so, can take their
2: phone number and put it into Facebook and see what you find. <laughs> Did you know you could do that? No, I had no idea. It's
1: crazy. But yeah, so I, I desperately want to talk about there's actually a few things, some some personal, some some business and otherwise, but it's one of those things where people ask you not to tell. And mm-hmm. listen, I'm gonna be very honest. I love gossiping. It's one of my favorite things. I feel like everybody enjoys getting dirt on other people. Yeah. It's fun to see drama unfold from a distance, but also, like, it. here's the thing. It has to be close enough where you got a little skin in the game, but not too close that it hurts you. Of course. Like, it maybe it, it's affecting someone that you really care about it or someone you know really well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're like, I can't believe. It. Like, if it's too far removed, it's like, who cares? Sure. But then if it's just close enough, like that sweet spot, that bliss point, where it's just like, it's, it's right there and you just go... God,
3: you're right there. And was, and you really want to talk about it. But
1: you can't, because you, you said
2: you want it. Especially if it's dirt about someone that you don't like, and that like it's bad dirt on them. Ooh, yeah. I
1: got a little bit of that too. That's a, a separate thing.
2: Oh, I don't think you, I don't think you know about that. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, here's the thing: is like I was asked not to tell, and then in the moment, yeah, but the I'm buttsy
2: boy though. You're putsy boy.
1: <laughs> here's the thing: in the, in the moment when someone asks you not to tell, and it's something kind of juicy you'll it's almost like torture like you'll say you'll agree to anything yeah. to get that information yeah. they're like don't tell this person and you, oh, yes yeah whatever you just tell me just tell me yeah. you can trust me but then, then later... once you have the information i don't know how if how it is for you or other people mm-hmm. but because i'm a piece of shit so that i think like a piece of shit oh but once i have the information and then i i leave you know i'm not talking mm-hmm. to that person anymore and then the information is like it needs to come out, like the pus in my finger. Yeah, it starts to put pressure on my soul. It does, and I'm like, I need to, t- I need to tell people, mm-hmm. and I need, I like to be the, um, the deliverer of the news. Like, I can't go back and call the person and just talk about it some more. That's just not satisfying. No, because so why would I be telling the teller? Yeah, they, I need they, a, they I need know. to spread this, like COVID, like Omicron. I need to spread this so that other mean, people know. You
2: mean Omnicron? <laughs> Omni, oh, is that what you said? No, no, well, no, that's what other people have said here. Oh, right, right, right. And then, like, if you have repeated that, then they they say, you're the dumb one, because. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, I I was, was, never mind. I
1: was talking to someone else yesterday, and they were saying it weird, and I didn't want to correct them. Yeah. also had another person (laughs) recently in my life, very close friend, (laughs) said uh, Archive the other day. Oh. And uh, my, my ears, like, perked up. Because I had a situation, I used to work at Hornblasters and there was mm-hmm. a girl there. I don't even remember her fucking name. McKay, her name was Michaela, actually. Oh. And she would say, uh, you know, she needed to archive the
3: orders. Mm.
1: Huh? What? And then, in an effort to make her feel better about her saying archive dumb, I started saying archive mm-hmm. to make her feel. So I dumb myself down. Oh. To make her feel better. And then I started saying archives. Yeah, like I have, a dumb I have person. no
2: idea how that works.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I go out in the
2: wild and I say all kinds of fucked up weird shit. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, oh, well, it makes sense where I work at. Right. I'm like, I you guess- know,
1: amateur works. Here, I'm like, fuck. I said that at uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu the other day. Yeah. Because we're doing a, they have a Christmas party. Okay. And it's across the street from
3: amateur
2: works. <laughs> right, right.
1: Idiot. <laughs> um... Oh, I do want to get into something about that, but first I need to backtrack into, you know, holding secrets. Mm -hmm. You'll say anything. I will say fucking anything if you say, I got to tell you something, but, and then they give you the stipulations. Mm -hmm. Hey, but I will only tell you under these conditions you can't tell. So-and-so. It was to the point where the information I got yesterday, they said, "Please don't tell," but you probably will. Like,
2: oh, they, they know you well enough,
1: right? They do. They know yeah. me. Hey, I please don't tell, even though I know you probably will. I'm like, yeah, I, I probably will. And I was even, we were, you know, I had uh, my food over there, and I'm thinking in my head, this person is expecting me to say this. I'm not going to say it even though this person thought I would say it. Wow, they mind after you. Know? you. <laughs> they did, so I didn't say anything, but I wanted to. I was All thinking right. about it the whole time. <laughs> hmm. But, um, yeah, so then the, the information is inside of you, and then you, I don't know about everybody else, but, like, secrets, they're painful. I need to t- tell someone. You need to let it out, you yeah. know? It, it's like colon blows. I need to get it out, otherwise I'm constipated. Okay. Does anyone else feel this way? What is it? Is it just me or what is in it where here's the thing you want? You're excited because you have information and it's something
2: about someone you both know. Because because telling secrets is a way to bond with somebody.
1: I know that, but it's not even like you're, it's not just the bonding. It's the delivering. It's the initial like, (gasps) oh, you want to see, you want to shock somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's fun. And then when you discuss it, that's when you're bonding. You're like, oh, what a piece of shit, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. But the the actual person who delivers the news and then the reaction you get from that other person is, it's like a drug for me. I love it. I love being the teller, the deliverer of information. Mm -hmm. You know, when I get information and I tell people around here. Right. You know, about stuff that I know that I have I'm I've knowledge that I'm privy to because mm-hmm. of my unique situation with where right. I used to work. Whatever. You right. Because you're Jewish. Because I'm a Jew.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I just the the need, I need to tell. It's not good for my health. But then I think on a this is something that you this is a character flaw that yeah. you have. I mean, and I have
2: uh, one, maybe two. Tops. Oh, well, one of them must be you can't fucking do math. <laughs> <laughs> Three. <Yeah. laughs>
1: no, but this is, I, what, what do they have? Like, not the seven, se, is it the seven deadly sins? It's like pride. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I have horrible self esteem. You know, gluttonous, sometimes sloth. All right. But what is there anyone that's associated with gossiping? Me? No, the seven deadly sins. I don't know. Do you do you need to break? Do you need
2: to look at? No, some? no, we're good. Okay,
1: I need to look up the seven deadly sins really quick. Hold on, <clears throat> let's see here. Do we know what they are? Let's see. Wikipedia. Okay, hang tight, guys. We're getting there. Okay, lust, gluttony, greed. Let's see. Lust, no, don't. No, we're fine. Gluttony sometimes. Greed. Who doesn't? Sloth, wrath, envy, pride. Mm-mm. Where does gossip come in when you start talking shit? Isn't that a seven uh, part of the seven deadly sins? What would that be under?
2: Uh, I'm looking. I'm, le- I'm reading about them now. I
1: don't. You don't know. Mm. Uh, All right. Well, that's probably my biggest flaw. Is that well, I got a few, but that's probably one of the major ones. Is once I get information about people that I know, I need to find someone that it, I'm like a virus. I need a host to infect, so that you have the information, and then the burden of keeping it to yourself is now on you because I had to let it out.
2: Maybe it's sloth.
1: Why would it be sloth? Oh. That's just a, like
2: laziness.
1: That's not... La- I, that, be, being a gossipy bitch is literally the opposite of laziness. You you want to run your mouth. It's a as,
2: jumble of notions dating from antiquity... Blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Um, all right, so back to... Let's talk about Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a second here. Okay. Been doing it for a few months. I really fucking love it. If... And and to me, it's weird because, like, obviously, it's a sport. uh, Duh. But the thing that's funny to me is that, and probably wrestling the same way, is if it were in any other context, it would be really homoerotic. Because there's guys touching each other pelvis to pelvis sure you know i mean we did a move on wednesday where you know you had a guy's head and he's like you literally want to lunge with your groin into his the back of his head
3: Mm -hmm.
1: it looked like forced oral copulation except his face his head was turned the other way okay but had his face been you know towards that person's genitals it would have looked like he was face
2: fucking face fucking. oh i mean yeah
1: and in any other context it would it would seem very odd but mm-hmm. no one even bats an eye when you know when you're doing it f- for the sake of sport no big deal no problem <clears throat> i had to roll for we did i had we had a substitute teacher oh, and okay. i had to roll for 30 seconds with a male i was trying to avoid that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like i'm going to ask my professor uh, we call you know the instructor at a certain point, I feel like I'm I'm pretty helpless if I'm in certain positions. Like, if a guy is sitting, like, mounted on top of me, like, his legs are over me, and I'm just, right. like, a dead person on the ground. I mean, I tried—there was just nothing I could do to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, he would have to move at mm-hmm. some point. Um, but it was just funny, because I think at the end of it, I said something along the lines of, like—and he made me tap twice in, like, 30 seconds. Like, it was ridiculous. Right. But then you, you just kind of go, well— biological differences you know clearly and he wasn't like a huge guy or anything but he's a man Mm -hmm. and he has a lot more muscle mass than i do and uh especially when i started on the bottom like i started in the submissive position there's just like no way right even when i started on top he still somehow finagled me Mm -hmm. where i was fucked and not in a good way Mm -hmm. but anyways so we have uh there's i guess there's like an annual annual christmas party and i'm going to it next saturday and I, I was talking about with my girlfriends, because there's like three or four of us that were kind of like sister girls. And one of the girls says, I'm not going. I'm like, why? It's free. And there's going <laughs> to be booze and food and whatever. Right. And you get to just meet people. And she goes, nah, I don't drink. Now, in that moment, hmm. I immediately wanted to ask why. right? Because there's always a story behind someone that doesn't drink. Because there's nobody that I know that just doesn't drink. And they didn't go to rehab. or dad was an mm -hmm, alcoholic trauma or yeah you used to drink a lot or it destroyed your mother's life or dad's in jail or dad died of liver cirrhosis Mm -hmm. like there's always a story behind it people just don't not drink for um no reason which is funny because like there's there's, a
2: few but it's rare
1: it's rare but you or you people will say something kind of lame like i don't like the way it makes me feel right I don't like not being in control. That is, seems insane to me. When people say that, because, and I hear that a lot when, when people talk about drugs and not that I'm like a, a drug connoisseur. And I know you guys think I'm just like a, a fucking addict, especially if you listen to Kevin's law.
2: Right. Or any other show. <laughs>
1: or any other show. You just think I'm doing blow every in weekend and no, doing weird. all the mauling, going to all every the raids Every other
2: weekend. Come on.
1: Yeah, but I I really don't. But it, part of the fun is escaping reality and escaping sobriety for just a, a few brief moments. You right. know, it's kind of nice to get out of your own head and experience a different type of consciousness. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people will say, especially people who've never tried it, they're like, I don't like not being in control. It's like, no, you're actually just a pussy. Okay. I mean, when I say d- d- if you tried a little of this, it's not like you're going to totally black out and wake up under a ditch and, or in a ditch, like, what the fuck? Ha- it's not just how it works, you know? You try a little, you see how it feels. If you like the feeling, you continue to take more. If you don't, you kind of back off with it. I don't know. But I don't, I don't buy this I don't like not being in control. It's like, yeah, no one likes to be completely out of, like, out of sync with their body and throwing up and and doing crazy shit or not remembering that's never the goal. Sometimes that happens though. Have you ever got have you ever drank so much that like you made yourself sick or no?
2: Made myself like puking? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> like when you were I feel like you never really drank heavily. No, but even I Even mean, as I a have. kid. Okay.
2: Like in high school I did a little bit but not like wasn't like all the time but yeah.
1: I wouldn't know what that was like. I I don't think I ever even went to a party in high school.
2: I didn't go to many parties, but, like, we would go with a bunch of friends, like, on a golf course at night and terrorize and the golf course and drink, yeah.
1: Yeah, I never, I, I had one, I think I had a a shot of, like, apple pucker after prom one time. Oh, damn. And I was like, if that is alcohol, no thank you. Mm-hmm. That is disgusting. And then I remember I went to college, <clears throat> and I had just, I started smoking weed, you know, because I smoked weed, like, twice damn. before college, so I was basically so a stoner. You're, yeah, you
3: are
2: a fucking pothead.
1: As a pothead, So I'm like, no, I don't drink. I just smoke. Um, so I, I thought I was a stoner, but then I actually tried alcohol again, and I'm like, oh, this is way better. This is actually, this hmm. is way more fun. Because hmm. I, th- I don't know if you if you knew, but in high school, I thought I was a hippie. Oh. Because I wore a hemp necklace, and I went to like a, I think, do you call it a head shop? I always feel.
2: That's what they that used to be called.
1: Yeah. There was a place where they had like incense and, sat- mm-hmm. not tea sati- uh, salvia and oh, yeah. just w- they like had, sage, they
2: had water pipes,
1: <clears throat> water pipes, right? And they would sell like uh, um, either like leather goods or like hippie stupid satchels, ha- stupid handbags and
2: handbags shit, handbags, right? Made out of hemp that no one fucking wanted.
1: Yeah, well, I did, and I I bought a well, few. They thought they did, yeah. You, thought you wanted, and it. I remember I saw this one that had like a baby hole in it, and I'm like, fuck, i I'll, I'll, and it was obviously on clearance or sale because i had a hole in it so i just patched it up myself and i'm like god i'm so cool uh you know shop that's when like thrift shopping was cool now mm-hmm. it's i mean i no thank you but at the time it was cool when was thrift <clears throat> shopping cool i don't know i oh. was told that it was cool oh, oh i got this from a thrift shop it's like second hand and it's everything like vintage was like suddenly cool oh okay like it 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 was cool, but it had to be like 15 years out, you know, all oh, this is from like 85 or whatever, you know, then it was cool again. Somehow it, it resurfaced as being cool. But I thought I was, you know, like a hippie and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad's like, no, you're an idiot. <clears throat> Went to college. And then I thought I, I, that I turned into kind of like a sorority slut. But then I started not dressing like I was a hippie. Okay. I'm like, oh, I like dressing like a slut way better. This is way more fun. Right. Way more fun. Absolutely, and then I remember I ran into a guy from high school, and he's like, you've changed. And I'm like, oh, because I'm hot now? Yeah, fuck you! Because I used to just be kind of... Like, I would dress like this every day in high school, kind of. But it would be, like, really fucking hot outside, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't like my arms, because I, I had these, like, sun splotches on them. like disco- It was like skin discoloration. I went to the doctor for it. Doctor's like, you're fucking fine. You're just gross. I'm like, okay, well as long as it's not cancer i guess did, did you ever have that you know when i went through puberty no like i never had fucking skin discoloration spots. i'll kind of show you guys you can kind of see like i mean I you can't it's, i don't know you can't really see it now but they would be like white patches and they'd be kind of like bumpy i'd like arm herpes i don't know did you, you never have that you know what i'm talking about Is that not normal i went to the doctor he said it was fine no you're looking at me like i have leprosy
2: <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm gonna stay away from you, yeah, now. no, what the like fuck,
1: kind of see it now, but it's more you know from the sun, but going through puberty, I'd get like I'd have like a big white splotch right here. There's pictures of me like in dance, and I got fucking white splotches all over the place. So I didn't really like that. I you know, as a teenager, you're not really fond of your your body. you're finding things wrong with it all the time. <clears throat> so I would just wear like sweatshirt all the time, and then you
2: cover up your fucking gross uh-huh. spotted up fucking body,
1: yeah. And then I and then I got to college and then I got in evolutionary psychology which really transformed my life not just because I studied it in grad school and dropped out not because of that but in the in the game of like dating and mating it was such a game changer true I read the Evolution of desire by David Buss and it's a scientific tale uh basically I mean there were lots of things in there for sure about what women want what men want but it was like, Dude, if you want a hot mate, you got to be hot. Really? Personality's not going to be enough, sweetheart. And or I went, oh, fuck. Rich. Well, I'm talking about as a female. Guys don't give a fuck if you have money.
2: Nah, I wouldn't say that, but it's not anywhere near the same as the way around. No, yes, no,
1: they don't care. They did a study where, like, um, <clears throat> so they had a guy dressed the same, in a sweatshirt, like, whatever, same outfit. That was, the, you know, they kept it the same. And he was standing, like, in front of, like, a beater, you know, shitty car, uh, you know, a a middle of, middle of the range car, whatever, like okay. a nice, a decent sedan or whatever. And then in front of, like, a hot sports car. Okay. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, it, it was the exact same picture photoshopped behind him or different cars to okay. make sure that everything is the same. Mm-hmm. And they asked women to rate these different pictures sure of course they rate the one with the sports car as the most attractive of course that guy's the most attractive yeah they kind of did the same thing with with men they had young men look at a girl a woman dressed you know it would be the same person dressed either in like a burger king outfit now think of think about similar coverage so it's not like her tits are out of one yeah 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 like either in a burger king outfit or uh you know maybe she works at, in a corporate job or she has like a, a power suit on mm-hmm. guys did not care if the chick was hot the chick was hot they're like look at her face they look at her body yeah did they like what they see it didn't matter if there was a chick who was not as hot and she was in a power suit they didn't care they voted the girl who worked for burger king as hotter just Mm -hmm. based on her looks alone Mm -hmm. didn't matter what she was wearing Mm -hmm. so status and money i don't want to say it doesn't matter at all but it matters way less sure way fucking less and that was very freeing to learn as a female, I'm like, okay, I could be a total failure, but as long as my ass is popping, I think I should be okay. Pretty much. You know, but I remember reading that book. It, well, the first one was uh, Survival of the Prettiest.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was, that was kind of a sad, a sad tale because it just detailed all of the benefits that you get when you're physically attractive. Mm-hmm. And then you start to ask yourself like, oh, am I responding like an ugly person? Because I remember reading this one study where they said that uglier people had a lot more patience. So like, if a, a an attractive put,
2: put up with more shit.
1: If and yes, if an attractive person is made to wait, like it was for an interview or something, mm-hmm. like they wanted a job and they were made to wait like more than three minutes, they just fucking left. They're like, "This is bullshit." Mm-hmm. Or they said, you know, people who were not as scored as not as attractive waited for like an hour and a half, and I went, "Fuck." I'm pretty
2: patient. You're like, God damn, it's been three
3: hours. What does that <laughs> say about me?
1: I'm pretty fucking patient and willing to wait.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Because be- b- better looking people expect better service because they're just used to it. Yeah. They're like, I'm hot. You need to cater to me. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of like, compl- not that that threw me into a spiral of psychosis when it came to diet and exercise, because I was already on that track. Sure. But that definitely accelerated mm-hmm. it. I went, oh. So if I want the hot guy, I can't just, you don't complain about not having it. You don't say that he's wrong because he's judging me for the way that I look. I'm like, you just learn the game and you play it well. Of course. And as an 18-year-old, that was really powerful. I'm like, and I, not that I would tell my friends like they didn't already know, but I'm like, dude, stop, it's like, stop complaining. Just go get hot. Let's go get hot now. So I did. I like.
2: Yeah, we have been since we're thirteen, bitch. Where the fuck were you? I know,
1: but my friends, like I, my friends were kind of like mid range, you know, like uh, like girl next door kind of attractive girls, not not super hot. But I really wanted to, I really wanted to step up my game. In my third year of college, I lived in a house. There was uh, nine of us total, and everybody. I'm gonna exclude myself, but I'll say everybody else minus one. Ashley wasn't great, but everybody else was like a dime piece hmm. and at first i think i thought it was intimidating but then as i started kind of dressing up more and uh kind of showcasing my best assets i felt like this is my fucking tribe we're the hot chicks let's go and they weren't sorority chicks which was great one of them was a like she was a psycho like um she was, like, half Mexican, half Persian. Oh, gross. And she would fucking, I mean, the first week we lived together, she's like, I just got in this fight. And I just, like, kicked this girl in the face with my heels. The fuck? Yeah, it was pretty wild. I'm like, oh, you could, uh, th- th- and she was in my room. She was my roommate. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to piss off Eliza. Now she has, like, four kids. It's so funny <laughs> to see that. I'm, I'm like, bitch, I remember when I was helping you get come out of your hair. And now you're a mother. That's so weird. That that happened to you, but I know who you really are. I remember.
2: I'll well, never she was forget. getting come out of her hair. Of course, she's gonna be a fucking mother.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's it's bound to get in the right hole at some point. Right, you know? <laughs>
2: they're swimmers.
1: <laughs> Eight one three ninety Bubba, but I don't think that it's appropriate to ask someone why they they don't drink unless you yourself are drunk, which I've done at a holiday party or two. And I'm
2: like, you don't hey, think it's you appropriate drink? to ask them not to, why they don't drink
1: maybe in a in a more personal setting but there was like a few people around oh. and she's like i don't drink but then when you say i don't drink you're almost inviting people to ask you why
2: yeah i kind of agree
1: you know cuz then i looked at her and i'm like oh shit she's got a past she's got a history yeah um it's funny though but within the girls in my brazilian jiu jitsu there's a little bit of a a a click two different clicks mm mm-hmm. mhm one between the people who were about 30 plus and then there's a couple girls who were in, in their early 20s and it is very hard to relate to them and I remember I I get there usually like five minutes before class and the girl who doesn't drink um I guess the the 20 year olds were talking and yapping and they walk out and she goes I can't I always get here early and, with, and they're always here and it's they're, I just can't stand them, basically. So the
2: girl that doesn't drink is in the 30-plus club? She's, yeah, 32. Okay.
1: And so I go, I know, they're they're young. They're young. And I said, to one of them who's 20 was talking about, she's like, I said, blah, blah. And you could tell she's super young. She's, she's a Hoosier. She just moved from Indiana. Mm-hmm. And she's talking, and I, this was a couple weeks ago, and she goes, uh, yeah, that's my fiance. And I, like, flashed a look oh. at her. And I went, Hey! How old are you? If I may ask. She goes, "I'm I'm 20." And I go, Psh, I make a fucking judgmental ass yeah, yeah, like yeah. gasp or something and then I just looked at her and I go, "Listen, I support you. Like do whatever you want." Yeah, yeah. But I just kind of like laughed and uh come to realize a lot of the girls in their 30s in my class ha- have been married, divorced, oh, yeah. on their second marriage. Mhm. You know, married a much older guy. I had the, the same conversation
2: around? with the people yesterday.
1: Yeah? about.
2: So one of them was in the military, and they were talking about how, um, like, everybody they're in the military with is on, like, their second or third wife, if not more, like, in their, in their late 20s. Really? Because they yeah. start so young. hmm
1: I think after your second marriage, if that doesn't work out. You need
2: to stop. <laughs> Change the way you play the game, maybe.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't mean you can't find love, but, like, why, like, why is marriage the end game? And I know I talk about this a lot, but it's—I it's. it's I feel like everything that was important to me or a goal is—I'm un, really unraveling as to, like, why is that important? And then I realize it's not. Same with—and I know this is crazy, and I know this goes against everything Ke- Kevin Hazlett is all about— but with like owning a home or owning your home. And obviously in terms of, you know, to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But in terms of forget about even Kevin Hayes. He's he's doing it for, for money because he's looking not to just purchase the home he lives in, obviously. But when you hear people say, you know, I want to get married, have kids, own a home. It's mm-hmm. like, why are these goals? And do why is that even important? I get the kids thing, actually. I, I understand that because yeah. being a parent is a job. But, like, being married isn't necessary to have children. And why is also, like, owning a home, like, why is that such a a, a goal? Here's the thing. I get if you want to accumulate assets to pass on to your kids, that makes sense. But for someone who doesn't want kids, I'm like, but if I I, I said to myself recently, I'm like, if I never own a home, does that mean I'm a failure? Like, did I fail life? No,
2: but, like, owning a home is that way, anything you do to it is, like, an investment to you you're not like throwing money away.
1: Yeah, I understand that much. But in terms of like
2: and just like pride on it's like something you could say like this is mine. I own this. Yeah, like this is mine.
1: Yeah, I but I feel like I've been spending a lot of time recently unraveling the things that I thought were important and I go, "Well, why are these like societal goals that we have, you mm-hmm. know, like landmarks, marriage, children, owning a home. I'm trying to think of a few others, but like why are these?" And they're just all goals? things you can own. Yeah, (laughs) a spouse, a child, a home. Of course. Like, why are these things goals, and are they even mine? Like, why did I claim them as my own? I don't even know if I want that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I wouldn't want to own a home, sure, but if I don't, like, I'm not going to drive myself crazy thinking, you know, by 40 I don't own a home, I suck, Mm -hmm. like, whatever. Because I'm I'm really having a different outlook on, on life, I think. As of lately, the last few years, certainly um, about like what my goals used to be more career oriented, you know, like I want to accomplish this Mm -hmm. and I want to accomplish that. And if I'm, I want to be making this much at this age and you know, that sort of thing. And now I've taken a step back and I go, no, that's wrong. The point is to try to suck every ounce of joy out of every moment Every day isn't going to be an amazing day. Right. But the goal should be enjoying the brief time that you have on the planet. Not worrying about if you hit this goal at this time. Yeah. And I I understand that, you know, you want to try to merge the two where you're enjoying the rush of the journey. And part of that is, uh, you know, setting goals and accomplishing them. Sure, that's no problem. But the goal shouldn't be accomplishing the stuff. It's the joy that it brings you. Right? Like... I feel like we don't really, we don't really reiterate that. Like happiness and fulfillment really aren't on the docket. It's like get married, have kids, own a home. It's like what about it, enjoying see, to it? You, <laughs> so,
2: so to you, you don't like those because all three of the things kind of tie you down, and that scares you. Mm-hmm. Even owning a home because you can sell it, yeah, but it's a lot harder to sell a house than it is to just move after you're done renting. And that that's. You're kind of, like, anti-that, like, things that tie you down. Yeah,
1: yes, maybe. I don't think owning a home would scare me, Um, but, yeah, and the thing is, it's not like I'm commitment-phobic in terms of, like, a a relationship necessarily, but things that have, like, a finality to it do scare me, Mm -hmm. because... Especially having a child, probably that's the big one. Well,
2: yeah, because you can get a divorce. You can when
1: I, mean, kill I guess. The kid. I
2: mean, I guess you can like uh, give the kid up for adoption, but I mean, you can't do right, that I mean, when they're like six. You can, but yeah, I mean,
1: that's a bad look. I'll probably, I'll probably want to keep it,
2: but yeah. Hey, Anna, I, what happened to that six-year-old you had? You know what? Over just, it. It wasn't for me.
1: No thanks. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> yeah. it's like a it's like a job you tried out, and it's funny because you think about other types of jobs that people have. You like listen, I did. I was a doctor for ten years. And, you know, now I own my own business. But you can't say that about being a mom or no. a dad. Like, listen, I tried it for a
2: good seven. Yeah. I really gave it the old I, college I, try. Yeah, I really put in some good years, but just not <laughs> for me. kids
1: suck. I don't know. I mean, I got a bad one. Maybe it was try again. Mm-hmm. Not great.
2: Look, the first two weren't too bad. But when I had the third one, I was like, you know what? I need to give these kids up. Would not recommend. Yeah.
1: Would not recommend. Um, And I'm sure that there are people that, that feel that way. And it's one of those things where you always want what you can't have. I get that much. You know, when you don't have a child, you're just like,
3: oh, I want is a family and
1: stability. And then you have the kid and you talk to people that have kids and all they fucking do is reminisce about when they didn't have kids and when they did, weren't married. And so grass yeah, is always because, greener.
2: I'll say again, because they, want, they, they wanted what they didn't have. And then once they got it, they wanted what they didn't have.
1: And that's an, and that's bringing me perfectly into my new thing that I'm into, which I will tell you about after the break because we do have to take a break. I'm happy because
0: I don't want nothing.
1: I'll be back. patients So I will tell you about my uh my new thing and I feel like I'm going to get a lot of eye rolls because I pretty much eye rolled myself if if this was me even just like maybe a year ago or 2 years ago I would have been like shut up Anna shut the fuck up <clears throat> but it's uh it's meditation
2: a certain type or just in I don't know.
1: I don't Here's the thing. I don't really know much about it, but my OCD is getting worse. I sometimes find myself in a loop of of negative thoughts mm-hmm. about a situation I can't even control, a situation that isn't even in existence, like a like a possibility and I'm like think I'm running over just the the gamut of things that could happen if this were to happen, if I was late to this and this person hated me and whatever the case may be and I'm like this is just this can't be healthy. And I've heard people say meditation is great, meditation. I was like, "Shut up. It's like yoga for your brain. I don't want to fucking hear about it. I'm over yoga." But I started kind of investigating it, not so much from a spiritual standpoint,
3: mm-hmm.
1: not because I'm trying to get closer to God, because uh, that's not a thing, but more from a well-being, trying to enjoy life, the best of my ability sort of a okay. perspective.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, there's one of my boyfriends, his name is Sam Harris. Right. He is a neuroscientist by trade. I guess he's an author. I guess mostly does a lot of work with philosophy and religion. Mm-hmm. And you know who really put uh, Sam Harris on the map was Ben Affleck, because Sam Harris went on. I think it was Bill Maher. Okay. And they were talking about Islam. This was probably like ten years ago, and he was like, you know, some religions are are better than others. That dealing with morality and Ben Affleck fucking went off the deep end and uh it actually really helped Sam Harris's career I'm gonna actually find that clip because it's a good one let me see if I can find it Ben Affleck Sam Harris and he gets like super mad let's see it has gotta be it I think this is very long this this side right
0: Liberals need to stand up for liberal principles. This is what yes. I said on last week's show. Obviously, I to, got uh, false it. for it. But all I'm saying is that liberal principles, like freedom um. of speech, freedom to practice any religion you want without fear of violence, mm. freedom to leave a religion, equality
5: for women, uh, equality for minorities, including homosexuals. These are
0: liberal principles <laughs> that liberals <laughs> applaud for. But then when you say in the Muslim world, this is what's lacking, then they
5: get upset. Yeah. Yeah. Well, liberals.
1: Now, Sam Harris, I did not understand the extent to which he has practiced meditation. Um, Sam Harris is a very well-respected intellectual by everyone who knows him. Okay. But what I like about Sam Harris is he is a very ardent atheist. He is has also done a a ton of practicing when it comes to meditation. He's done up to I think it was three months silent retreats in like Nepal, working with Buddhist monks and Hindu monks. I don't know what you'd call them, but learning how to try to like up to 18 hours a day of just silent meditation, not reading, not writing, not doing anything, just meditating all day long. But he's doing it as an atheist, which is pretty unusual. You, those two things don't usually hang together. Atheists are known for being skeptics and cynics and not really delving into the arena of, you know, anything spiritual or connecting to the body. It seems to be very cut and dry. Usually the people that are the ones that are meditating and, and having those similar experiences are the ones who are, um, you know, pretty dogmatic when it comes to religion. Mm-hmm. So that's why Sam Harris is kind of like has this unique pairing. And I feel like he's really come into popularity, not a lot of because of his God stuff, but because of the, the criticisms he had on Islam that drove people like Ben Affleck crazy. So we'll get back to the video.
5: Have really failed on the topic of theocracy. They, they, they'll, they'll criticize white theocracy. They'll criticize right. Christians. They'll still get agitated over the abortion clinic bombing that happened in 1984. But when when you want to talk about the treatment of women and homosexuals and free thinkers and, and public intellectuals in the Muslim world, uh, I would argue that li- liberals have failed us. And uh, the crucial point of confusion... With, yeah. you
1: see how scared people were to clap for that? Of course. <laughs> yeah, he's like saying some religions, or at least give everybody a fair crack when it comes to criticism. Like he said, if you're willing to criticize... Christians, you should be also willing to criticize Muslims and what they might not be doing great.
5: Well, thank you. Thank Ooh. God you're here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the crucial point of confusion is that that we have been sold this meme of Islamophobia, where every criticism of the doctrine of Islam gets conflated with bigotry toward Muslims as people. Right. And that is, uh, it's, it's intellectually. Ridiculous. Even it gets so from, hold on, like, are racist. you the person who understands the officially codified doctrine of Islam?
1: Now, here's the thing that, that Ben Affleck doesn't know about Sam Harris, is that even though he's a, an atheist, mm-hmm. he has read the Bible cover to cover, he's read the Torah cover to cover, he's studied the Quran extensively, He can he'll, he's going to start reciting, sure. you know, Proverbs and books and things like that because he knows, he doesn't come to the table, you know, not prepared to go
5: to battle. Mm-hmm. You're the interpreter uh, well, of that, well, so you well, can say, well, I, this I, is... I, I think any- I'm actually well-educated on this topic. I'm, I'm asking you. So I mean, you're if you- saying, if I criticize, the, you're saying that Islamophobia is not a real thing. That if you're critical of something... It- well, it's not a real thing when we do it. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, it no, really no. isn't. I, I'm not denying not- that, that certain people are bigoted against Muslims as people. That's, right. And that's a that's problem. big of you. But the... <laughs> But why we ha- are you we so hostile to? about because this, Ben? It's, it's gross. It's racist. It's, it's not. Evil. It's but it's so It's nuts. so. It's like saying it's it's those so shifty Jew. You're not listening Absolutely to not. what well,
0: we are saying. You guys are saying but,
5: if you want to be liberals, believe in liberal principles right. like freedom of speech, like right. um, you know we are endowed by our uh, forefathers with an inalienable right. All men are created no, equal. No, Ben, we have to be able to criticize bad ideas. And of course we Islam, do. No liberal doesn't okay, want you to okay. criticize bad but ideas. Islam but Islam at this is the motherload of bad ideas? So But we have. We have It's like like blasphemy. Oh, it is it's a, an ugly apostasy. It, it, it is it one is, basic liberal thing well, Let me tolerance. Let, yeah, me, exactly. let me unpack it. But not it, for it. Inter-
1: now. Now, keep in mind that this was like 10 years ago. Like, could you imagine if he said this now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'd be crucified.
5: Tolerance. No, of course not. But the picture you're painting is to some extent true, but is hugely incomplete. It is certainly true that plenty of fanatics and jihadis are Muslim. But the people who are standing up to them, Malala, uh, incredible Malaw, Muhammad so, Ali uh, no, no. Dadak in in Iran in prison for nine years for speaking up for Christians. Uh, a friend that I had in Pakistan who was
1: here's the thing that I always um like a lot of I don't really follow the logic of this, but I've often heard people say, well, you know, if, if Sam Harris, and I'm using him as an example, obviously, mm-hmm. if Sam Harris says things that can be interpreted as racist, then he shouldn't say him because they're racist. You know what I mean? So if he's giving credence to people who are part of the Ku Klux Klan who hate Muslims, then he shouldn't say it because they will be interpreted as being racist because people will misunderstand what he's saying, which to me is, I don't follow that logic at all. Like, you're at fault for how people take it.
2: Yeah, um, it's not your fault, but sometimes you just got to, like, suck it up, though, and not say something because of the way other people are going to think about it.
1: Yeah, but No. But no, like he, I'm I'm so glad that someone like Sam Harris exists because he's able to call things out in a very calm way. And I've been watching Sam Harris probably for about 10, 15 years now. I've never once seen the man get upset, Mm -hmm. start yelling, lose his cool. And I imagine that's because he's put so many, like, 30 years into practicing meditation. That's probably why he's able to stay so calm under such tense conditions. That and he
2: takes Xanax like crazy. Oh, right, that too shot this year, uh, Rashid Rahman
5: for defending people accused of okay, apostasy. Nick, or how about the more are, than a billion those, people those who, who are no fanatical,
0: men. who don't punish well, women, who just want to go to the okay. store. Okay, okay, wait say, wait a second. Yes. A right. well, wait don't a, a second. Wait
5: a second. Wait a second. Stereotyping. Wait a second. And you're painting the whole religion with that. No, no. Let's get down to
0: who has the right end. All
1: right. As you okay, can see, but this was really great because this really catapulted Sam Harris's career because Ben Affleck, who was a much bigger name at the time and probably still is, went after him pretty hard. If you don't know who Sam Harris is, I would definitely take some time to uh, to Bingham. check it out. Yeah. Did did you know who he was? Do you, are you familiar with what he does and who, what he's all about? Oh,
2: um, Yeah, and mainly because you've talked about him. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't really know, like, a lot about him. And, that, like, some of the people I follow on YouTube have talked about him or he's been on their shows and stuff. Yeah, but I don't, I don't follow him directly, but. Uh-huh. I mean, I know who. He is. Yeah, yours.
1: Oddly enough, in in the evolutionary psychology circles that I once used to roam around, in, he was, and this is you know kind of an unusual way to speak about him. He was really kind of referred to as a god. <laughs> like he was like our our leader, sort of a thing among the people who you know, were atheists who believed in, you know, evolutionary biology and things like that. He was kind of revered as like the uh, the end all be all. You know, he really carved a niche for himself that had that a lot. I feel like a lot of people were craving and that didn't have anybody to really look up to, especially after uh, Christopher Hitchens died, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <clears throat> um, the
2: British man, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, he's pretty great. He was he was actually the one I remember. I have a vivid memory telling my dad in. Um, well, I was living in Michigan, probably the early, maybe 2012 or something like that. And my dad and I were having a discussion about circumcision. Okay. And I just said, uh, it's not, no good. And my dad was like, what the fuck? Like, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Why would you say that? You That's disgusting. Yeah, blah, no blah. kid wants an anteater. Right. All this sort of stuff. I'm like, dad, dad, listen. He goes, it's, it's, it's uncleanly. It's uh, unhygienic. How could you say that? And, you know, you're part of the Jewish faith. And da, 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 da. Right. I sent him. I couldn't get my point across. He wasn't willing to listen to me. I sent him well, one. You're a girl. Right. I sent him one Christopher Hitchens clip. Not only did that uh was that the catalyst for him no longer believing circumcision was a good idea. That was the catalyst for his atheism as oh, well cuz that video led to another video led to another video and before I knew it my dad was coming harder at me with the the whole atheist thing. It was it's very it's been a very interesting experience being raised um a certain religion like lightly by my parents and yeah. then coming back and re-raising them being like actually you got it wrong. Mm. It is a little sad to me when I think about, when I think about being Jewish, when I think about that my, my people, you know, Mm -hmm. have the traditions of my people have survived 6,000 years. Okay. And it ends with me. Like that, it seems like. It really
2: doesn't though.
1: In my, like my lineage, the lineage that led to me, it will.
2: You think so? Yeah.
1: I'm not, I mean, if I, first of all, I'm probably not going to have kids. And if I did, I would not raise them to be Jewish. I would not raise them. I would show them, like, where they were from, but we would not be going to synagogue. We would not be going to church. We would not be, go- not be going to a mosque. We wouldn't be going okay. anywhere at all.
2: A hall? Hmm? A hall? A hall? Yeah. Kingdom Hall? I don't know what that is. Jehovah's Witness.
1: Oh. Is that what they call it? Yeah. No. No, definitely not. But, you know, and I used to think, like, how could I not raise my kids Jewish? That would be terrible. They wouldn't know where they came from. And it's like, I don't know. I just don't think that it's it's not that important to me. And I don't think that it's it's really helpful in the way that I view the world anymore. It's not really helpful in terms of logical thinking, critical thinking, things of that nature. You know, there's different ways to build community. It doesn't just have to be about religion and. And your origin, because mm-hmm. it, even though those things to me, it, they seem to matter, they're really surface level things. It's like w- the people that I would go to synagogue with, we just all happen to be born like the people in my class that were my age. We all just happen to be born in Jewish families. Mm-hmm. Like you might go, well, that's the cultural thing. And there's a l- yes, but also like some of us like sports, some of us like reading books, some of us like, you know, there's so many differences you would think that you would collectively want to 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 but it's build like, a community
2: it, around your interests. But it's like any club kind of thing is, you know, you you all have that one thing in common right. and then you but you all also have a bunch of different things and that's mm. kind of how like, you know, you you uh you know, you get your your people at synagogue to start doing the dance or you start doing the whatever club or flying RC planes or, you know, model trains or whatever. And it's a good way to connect with business. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, yeah, but.
1: The amount of dollars that were rolling in. And I went to a synagogue in a little place called Encinitas, California. Okay. And boy, is it ritzy. I'm sure. It is. And let me tell you, the money that was rolling in, I mean, you saw 16-year-olds come into synagogue With a Mercedes-Benz and a, what else, a Bentley. I mean, this is their first car. Right. Yeah. A lot of people with massive businesses that were giving tons of money to the synagogue. And it was funny, like, I remember this happening and my dad telling me about it. um, And it was, like, the first time I realized corruption uh, infiltrates everywhere. God's Mm -hmm. house
2: or not. It starts there most of the time.
1: Very true. But as a as a young person you think that, you know, oh yeah, yeah churches are good and and mm-hmm. synagogues are good or at least you think my
2: place is good, right? right. My
1: place is clean. The place that I attend isn't dirty. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, fucking was. My pastor doesn't touch kids.
1: No, <laughs> well, I don't think anyone was Priest. touching kids. Although the uh the cantor, so like the singer okay. person, the like lead that sings the song, mm-hmm. she had a great voice. Her name is Kathy. Kathy uh, got fucked by one of the guys who was like teaching Sunday school. Okay. And got pregnant. And she was full blown pregnant, not married, in a synagogue singing some songs. And that was a big scandal. Okay. You can't be rolling around being all like religious and shit with baby out of wedlock. I mean, again, I don't care about that sort of shit, but it's a bad look. Right. If you're like marriage and pouring kids, this, that, and the other, whatever. Anyways, I remember um, there was some fucking punk ass like 12 year old boy Mm -hmm. and he thought it would be a funny prank if he um he dropped a bunch of oil like cooking oil in the kitchen okay so like so someone would slip
3: oh yeah an older woman
1: did and she walked into the kitchen and like she fell on her back and she really fucking hurt herself yeah and my dad was a teacher at the time he was teaching like israeli history okay and he heard some of the kids like talking, and he's like, "What's going on?" And he found out what happened and who did it. Mm-hmm. The kids were like, "Oh, it was fucking Josh or mm-hmm. whatever." Right, right, right. And my dad was like, "Well, fuck that little punk." Goes to you know the board of directors or whatever, and talks to this woman. He's like, "Hey, listen, I know who did that, and that and I think the woman needed surgery. Like, she was in the hospital. Okay, she fucked herself up really bad. I mean, you, you walk on like a slick tile floor with a bunch of oil, you're gonna fuck yourself up."
2: I can't wait to hear who Josh's dad is. Yeah.
1: Well, it turns out Josh's family gave a lot of money to the synagogue. Oh. And uh, the woman who was like the head of the administration just told my dad, uh, "Shut up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Shut the fuck up." Yeah.
2: You didn't see or hear anything. Josh I didn't. didn't do la, shit. La, 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 la. <laughs> right.
1: And I was, and my dad was like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "That." He's like, "That woman is in the hospital because this kid did that." You're not gonna even punish him, or she's like. Yeah, his Chief. dad paid for the uh, library. Papa
2: Hummel. It's Josh. Who? Yeah, that's right. Yes, bitch. Have a good day. Exactly. So I mean, money talks, and Fuck even yeah. even
1: when you work in in and in that, the God business,
2: it don't fucking matter. And you don't think fucking Josh knew that? Of course he did. Yeah,
1: that's why rich kids are the you know the the the, the sons and daughters and babies of of rich parents are the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. They think they can do whatever they want That's because like, they happen.
2: When there's like a really rich parent and they have like a normal kid, you're like, "Wow, that kid turned out really normal." And it's Everyone's like, very surprised. What the fuck? Like, yeah, How did why, that are you, why are you celebrating someone who turned out normal?
1: Yeah, uh, well, it's very surprising because usually yeah. they're given everything that they want. Uh, they they don't understand the value of the dollar. Hard work, sharing is not something that's even that they've even registered or even considered at all. Uh, they're just not very grounded people.
2: Yeah, so one of my bosses, he had, well, he had three kids, and two of them like walked all over him, fucking like wasted and spent all his money they were like wrecking cars left and right and of course daddy was like oh well you know they hit a bump and the car flipped i'm like yeah for the fourth time this fucking month like what the fuck well the one kid like didn't do that the older kid and we're like we it took us a while to figure out why it wasn't actually his kid it was his wife's kid ah so they he like married you know married whatever up. Yeah. We're like okay well we were kind of wondering why that kid didn't treat the dad like shit like all the other like the other two kids did yeah those other two kids fucking just they will not turn out normal.
1: Yeah. And not only do they become shitheads, but what I found is that uh, children of, of rich parents, they not always, but often are very unmotivated. Oh, yeah. They didn't do shit. Very unmotivated. Oh, yeah. I know. I have these people as friends. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that are in their Uh, 30s yeah
1: yeah um one of my good friends actually dated a man who um while she dated him which was about a year and a half he never had a job never had a job he had a job i knew him first he had a job he got laid off and i remember talking to him about it (laughs) and he goes i'm gonna start looking for a new job in 30 days
2: oh yeah well I i was like hold on
1: what you're going you're gonna to start looking in 30 days. I was like, why don't you start looking now and hopefully in 30 days you find a job? He goes, no. I got weed to smoke and chocolate-covered pretzels to eat, so I'm not going to do that. Fair enough. He had shit
2: to do. White chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark.
1: Uh, uh. Milk chocolate.
2: Uh, the worst of the three. That's the best.
1: So he you know, uh, met my friend. They started dating, mm-hmm. and he didn't do jack shit for a year and a half. And the mm-hmm. reason why she broke up with him was because he was a... uh. How you say a loser. loser. <laughs> it was really funny. She was talking to me about it, and um, it, it it finally occurred to her that her boyfriend was a loser. And it's yeah. one of those things where, listen, much like my daddy told me, you don't mess it with other people's business. You don't mm-hmm. give anybody any advice that they're not asking for. You don't tell anybody the truth that they're not asking for. Um, but oftentimes when you can kind of lead, you can lead the witness. Yeah. To a point where they start saying these things out loud themselves. Mm-hmm. We got together, and she goes, I think, she's talking about her boyfriend, I think so-and-so is a, he's a loser, isn't he? That's what she said to me. <laughs> okay. He's a,
2: he's a loser.
1: Like, she oh, said wow. it out loud.
2: Yeah. She didn't even say, like, he's not motivated. She just said straight up he's a fucking loser. Well, she
1: had been saying he wasn't motivated for a year and a half. Oh, okay. So, finally, she has kind of got through the bullshit of, gotcha. like, he's a good person. Like, all that other crap that gets in the way. Right. He was a good guy. All the law,
2: all the lies.
1: Right. And, it occurred, and I remember she said out loud. She paused and she goes, he's a loser, isn't he?
2: And I go, you said it. <laughs> right.
1: And I wanted to be like, I, I even said, I mean... I'm not going to tell you that, but yeah, I mean, I knew this whole time because I didn't fall in love with the kid. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, my vision was clear as day that this kid was not going anywhere, Mm -hmm. not motivated. Nice, nice guy. Great guy. Great person. Like not a spoiled brat, but just not motivated. His parents crippled him. And this guy was older than me. He was, he was probably at the, at the time, probably 33, 34. Now he's like 37 or something. And, um, she said it out loud that he was a loser. And I think the next day or the the two days later she went over and broke up with him mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where once people say it out loud and you breathe life into it yep. then you have to, especially not only when you breathe life into it to yourself but to somebody else mm-hmm. start connecting those dots you go fuck. And that is the probably the worst thing about being the parent of a rich kid. And Gary V talks about this all the time. He goes, "People that are have, you know, that they're rich and they have children." He goes, "I feel sorry for those people." And everyone's like, "What? Why? They have everything they need." He goes, "Those people are not hungry. They do not. They don't want to fight. They don't. They are yeah. not going to be creating anything cool because they have everything. They have nothing. They have everything to lose and nothing to gain. Well, people the- who are poor have everything to gain and nothing to lose."
2: Yeah, the worst are the ones that are just rich enough to be rich. Where they have money, like, they're okay, but, like, you know, once once you're, like, multi-multi-millionaire rich, then who cares? Like, the kids don't need to work. (laughs) you know i I get it's not great yeah
1: but it's also like do you want to are you trying to raise a fucking douchebag that's not contributing anything and just becomes addicted to opiates like of
2: course but the worst is the people who are barely rich they have their kids that act like they're super rich yeah they get to be adults and the parents like okay well you need to go get a job because i can't fucking afford to pay for everything
1: right and then they're fucked yeah i like what Shaq said he goes i'm rich (laughs) you got my kids aren't rich yeah i Rich, but again, For I sure. feel like. He, but they live in his home, like yeah, you know. Like he
2: doesn't fucking buy him all kinds of shit. Please. Right?
1: Exactly. You know, like but maybe you he should makes work though. Like, like,
2: if you are rich, you don't treat your kids like you're poor. Like you should buy him shit, man. Fuck that. I don't
1: know. I don't. I don't think I even really believe that. I don't yeah. think you need to treat them like they're rich. You can, you know, you don't have to
2: spoil them senseless. No, 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 no. But like, buy him nice shit, man. Who cares? <sighs> I don't know. Not all the time. And like, make him work. For, like, you know, hey, you got chores. And, you know, you hey, got cho- yeah. look, you take out the trash for that week. I'll get you new Bentley.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things, like you were saying, like, who fucking cares? Because they're going to have endless money all the time. But it's it's not just about the money. It's about living a meaningful life. And if you are just bored, all that's why so many of these, like, Hollywood celebs, kids, why they all get into drugs and shit. Because they just want to feel something. Mm-hmm. Because nothing excites them. I talk about this all the time and everyone's like, you're crazy. I don't want to win the lottery. I don't want to have so much money where it's just like, fuck you. I can do whatever I want and I never have to worry about anything again because that leads to a very boring and unfulfilling life. There's nothing to fight for anymore. I like the struggle. The struggle is the devil I know. I don't know what it's like to just sit at home all day and fucking do jack shit. I
2: mean, I'd be willing to win the lotto and find out though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not me. I don't want it. No, I Look,
2: when I'm 90 and run out of money, I'll be like, oh, Anna was right. But I'll tell you what, those fucking, you know, those few decades were awesome when I was rich. Yeah,
1: but I mean, at a certain point, like for people who are struggling with money where they can't provide for their family or the basic needs aren't met, obviously money is a stressor, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But after a certain point, and they've done study after study about this, once your basic needs are met and you can kind of go on a few vacations a year and take care of yourself, having more money doesn't make you happier. Like, they've shown that, like, at a certain point, and you can't really say, like, at this amount because each person has a different, you know, if you have three kids versus no kids, you know, obviously you have different sort of responsibilities financially. But at the point where you're comfortable, like, well off, you, so from, like, $500,000 to, like, $750,000 is not going to make you much happier. Right. And the more you make, the less incremental happiness you get. You the, know, and yeah, the more well the, you need to feel that like that rush of like, fuck yeah, money.
2: Yeah, because like you know, right now, if I bought a hundred thousand dollar car, I'd be like, holy shit. But like, if you're really rich, you're like, fucking who's a fucking hundred thousand dollar car? Why would I want this piece of shit? So then you're into like the three, four, five million dollar cars to get that same rush. Isn't isn't it sad how
1: quickly that that rush subsides? Oh yeah, like it really fucking does. And I'll, i uh, not that I have anything worth value at mm-hmm. all because I don't. And during a hurricane, it's the best to be poor because everyone's like, "Oh my, my yacht!" And you're like, "Ha <laughs> fucker!" <laughs> I got a Toyota Camry, and that's all I got. And poor if it's Gus. you know, it's fine. Like I obviously I love Gus, and he's a great car. But you know, at the end of the day, it's you know not the end all be
2: all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But when people were like, what am I, what about my mansion and my sixteen cars and my yacht? And I'm like, ha fucker It's called
2: insurance, motherfucker.
1: I know, but nevertheless you still have to it's a big fucking mess you have to deal with, yeah, you know, you if things go wrong.
2: To, pay someone to deal
3: <laughs> but pay yeah, someone to deal with it. Yeah, I know what you mean. But you understand, like yeah, worrying about stuff.
1: But um oh where's it going with that? Uh but yeah, the being poor is is, is very it's it's very relaxing during times of, of stress when there's a, a, a what do you call it? A natural disaster on its way. Damn it. I, I was going to say something else. I forgot was. But,
2: but I completely disagree with you. I'd much rather be rich and deal with that than than be poor.
1: Well, how how poor are we talking? Like, are we talking where we're like homeless poor, third world country poor, or like poor enough where you have like a fire under your ass where you're like, let's fucking go.
2: Yeah. It dep- there's different levels. And actually the funny thing is the poorer you are, like once you get to like homeless status... You could almost be like, "Fuck it, I don't care." Because I, I, people who are homeless, for the most part, just they're they, they, they fuck it, I don't care. Like, who cares?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely know. Um, I know what you mean. I remember I used to watch. It wasn't like my 600 pound life, but it was like a, sh- a show similar to that on TLC.
2: I forgot mm-hmm. what it was. Thousand pound sisters.
1: Yeah, maybe something like that. And also, <laughs> I had a, I had a roommate actually in college who was ginormous. Okay, she was maybe five feet tall, oh. and let's say at her heaviest, she was probably like. 220 230 mm-hmm. she's a big girl i used to and we were roommate roommates we lived in the same room and sometimes she'd leave her bras out and i'd like put them on as a shirt and like walk downstairs and she's like what the fuck are you doing i'm like wearing your bras a shirt Jesus <laughs> Christ. um and i remember she would just eat whatever the fuck she wanted and she didn't care and at a certain point it was almost like liberating yeah like i was like th- she was so far gone yep. that there was no turning back. That she's just like, "What the? F- I don't even care." And I'm yeah. like, "That is really cool." Because when you're on the cusp of being hot, like maybe you're 20 pounds away from it, 30 mm-hmm. pounds—that's a significant amount. You're like, "All right, I need to get hot because I'm starting to look whatever." But for her, she was she needed to lose like 150 pounds to even
2: like even start to even
1: look start looking normal. <laughs>
2: right. So I'm just
1: like, God, I kind of. It, I'm weirdly envious of the lack of... Of course. Just the the mental freedom. I'm counting at every calorie or, you know, beating myself up over something I ate, and she never experienced that. Now, she did turn it around. She did lose a shit ton of weight. and Yeah, I, I saw her. I've seen pictures recently. And she looks... She's in the... She is now in the realm of normal. Okay. She did get divorced. Okay. Maybe that was what did it. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure, but um, she looks great now, and uh, Beth, I love you.
2: Well, it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. on my drive to work every morning, I drive by Mm -hmm. a bunch of homeless people because I live in the ghetto, um, and I'm kind of, like, envious. I'm like, you know, I got to get up early and, like, shower and brush my teeth and go to a a job, and these fuckers are just sleeping there on the side of the road. I'm like, how nice must that be? (laughs) Yeah.
1: To not have any commitments. You're never late for anything. You had to hang out with your buddies all day. Yeah,
2: just... They probably make more money than I do. <laughs>
1: yeah, just uh, on the side of the road.
2: I li- like I don't. I I literally sit there at a stoplight, and I well, of course I lock my doors and roll my windows up first, mm-hmm. you know, and then I sit there, and like cars are like handing out five, ten, twenty dollar bills. I'm like, how do you? What know? about me? Because I see them.
1: You see twenty dollar bills. So
2: the thing is, you roll your window down, and you kind of fold the bill up, not like you fold it up a long way, so okay. you can hold it out, and they hold it out their window until they come walking by and grab it. And, and you and-
1: see the twenty. Yeah.
2: That's unreal to me i know i'm like what about me like i i I go to work like i need the 20 Mm -hmm. and so i get on my car and grab the 20 and say thanks thank
0: you yeah get back
1: in your car and drive away in your (laughs) car that's nicer than theirs yeah that's how that works let's take a phone call hello who's this
0: what's up guys florida stanley hey
1: florida stanley what's up
0: hey i want to talk about money because anna's jewish
1: all right go ahead
0: uh, I don't know how far delayed I am. Was that just a recent conversation? Yeah, no, yeah. we're on week. it. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, before I get started on that, I really, really, really hope Gary snipes me. Because fuck you, Gary. Go ahead. Snipe me. Take me off the phone line. Clear the line, Gary! Well, anyway.
1: cost $100 to bump
2: you off. So. Uh, we'll, take, we'll, <laughs> pay, we'll take 400 bits. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> um, okay. So there's there's three different thresholds as far as like what Anna was kind of referring to as like, the stress level and, and making money. Uh, there's three different f- thresholds that I know of, and I've experienced two of them, and my family has experienced all three. So, okay. to give you an example, when I was making $50,000 a year, I had almost no stress in my life. I wasn't mm-hmm. making a whole lot of money. Uh, you know, I had an apartment, I had my own house, yep. but zero How old were whatsoever. you at this point? This was probably, um, I start, well, th- as soon as three years ago. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. So, pretty recently. Uh, and then. I'm, yeah, yeah, like 60, 60, but I was making million. about fifty thousand for probably six or seven years. Okay, uh, and then it, you know, I, I, and then I started my own company three years ago. Well, now I make about three hundred fifty thousand a Ooh. year, and my life is one giant fucking anxiety attack. Let me tell you, because you have is more to lose. Not
1: fun. Yeah.
0: Huh? Because you have more to lose. Well, it's not even that. It's just I think it's because I run a company, and that's just okay. stressful well, that's, in itself. Yeah, that's, sure, that's sure. separate. But so yeah. even though I'm making, even though I'm making three hundred and fifty, a lot of people that don't, you know, that make fifty thousand, like, oh my god, that'd be amazing to make three fifty. Well, I mean, it is because I don't cost. have to check my bank account before I buy anything. But at the same time, it's so stressful having to having to manage make that everything. Money. Yes. Um, and then the third threshold is what my uncle has achieved. He makes about $1.5 a year. And like what Blitz said earlier, he just pays other people to handle all of his business for him. Sure. So you're like that even, mid-level
1: rich no where yeah, if so you can he, get yourself so to the you other can side. You
0: not a lot of money mm. and be stress-free. You can make a very comfortable living and always have anxiety attacks. And then you reach the point where my uncle's at where he's just like, ah, I don't want to deal with this. Well, yeah, Here, I'll you, pay you to do it.
2: Yeah, and you, but you don't include the, the people who are basically homeless that make nothing. They don't care. And then the people who are probably even more stressful that make the, you know, 20-ish thousand something where, like, they're struggling to pay their
0: bills. Nah, man, they get free food from the government. They get free phones. They're not stressed. Let, let me no, add- no, but the people the
2: people that make just enough to not get the free shit.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I see what are you're saying. Oh, they're like
1: the, the cutoff. Yeah. Now let me yeah. let me ask you this though you said that you have more anxiety. What about like happiness? would you say you're happier now than you were when you're making fifty grand a year?
0: uh no, it's probably about the same, honestly. okay. I so mean, you have I, more I stress
1: a, and equal amount of happiness in many if I were to do the emotional math, I would say you're losing. But society um, tells you
0: you're winning so yeah, you're just I, like I've always had a very interesting and happy life like I don't I can't I can't imagine that there's anything that could make me. More happy, you get what I'm saying. Like I've never, I've never been in a in an unhappy state. It's always just. Well, I mean, you're a human
1: being. You've obviously been through hard times and better times, and
0: yeah. But I mean, those come and go. You know, daily, like the tide. Yeah, anybody. Uh Yeah, anybody. Everybody experiences, you know, oh, ups and downs. But as far as general happiness, like your general disposition.
1: Okay, but now you have a lot more stress.
0: You yeah, did it's before. just a lot more stress. It's you know running a company is. I mean, Bubble tell you it's fucking not fun at times. Yeah, of course. Now, <laughs> but do you find especially it? Especially when mean, you're expanding as quick as you did. I, I I mean, in just one year, I tripled my income. So I mean, I mean that's, that's incredible. It is incredible, but it's also very stressful. It's, uh, I get I, it. I, uh, yeah, it's. It's it's fun, but not. And um, I'm still happy. I'm not depressed about it. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm still but, happy. But there's about obviously
1: it. a reason you're doing it. Obviously for the money. But the highs must be higher, and the lows must be lower. I, I'm, yeah. I'm imagining to balance it out, right? Because you might be like, "Fuck yeah!" I just made X amount of dollars today, or or this week, or yep. this year. Uh, that's incredible. But then you you are you know just overwhelmed and 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 ridden with feelings of anxiety because you could lose it all. It's all on your shoulders. You don't have a steady paycheck anymore because you have to you know you have to run your own business
0: mine yeah <laughs> so and,
1: you know there's but, probably a yeah, lot of pride that comes uh, along with that, that that makes it worth your while where you feel really good about yourself and you feel really good about what you're doing and what you're accomplishing
0: yeah i think once i stopped doing fit my my, my goal for a while has been to uh not do any physical labor past 35 I'm, i just turned 34 uh two weeks ago Oh, happy birthday! and my goal is to not do any physical labor i own a pressure washing and window cleaning company so yeah. i still do some of the work i have employees but i still do some of the physical labor and i think once i get to the point where i don't have to do any more of the physical labor i think that'll take a lot of the anxiety and stress off and you can't do that right, right now, now i'm trying to run a company and do the physical work as well as managing employees and you
1: can't do that right now
0: um i probably could but i don't want to just yet okay all right, you I said 35 Somebody so to year. take over what I do as far as the physical part, but I don't want to just yet next year. Like I said my goal is 35 and that's probably right about the time that I'll actually pull the trigger and do it.
1: Okay. Well, I'm I'm sure you will accomplish that goal no problem. Doggy so. just chewed oh, 500 cool.
2: bits. Hang up on this idiot. <laughs> See you guys.
1: See Bye. Do they have some beef or something?
3: No. Oh, okay.
1: Hi, who's that? Who's this? Jason.
2: Huh? Jason. Jason. Up, Jason? How are we doing, guys? We're well. How are you doing? Boba Grant 214. Oh, Boba Grant oh, 214. You. Thank you. <laughs> I'm
4: awesome. Hey, way off topic, Blitz, but uh,
2: you familiar with Tosh. Oh, no. Yeah, of course. Daniel Tosh. Epis- episode 86. Yeah, have you seen episode 86? I am not familiar with episode 86. Sorry.
4: Okay, so you need to look up episode 86, the very beginning, first video. Bubba and the vacuum cleaner.
3: It is awesome. Okay. It, it's featuring Bubba. It look right. when he was a kid. Okay. <laughs> Thank right. you. I'll look it up.
1: All
2: right. Awesome. Have a good day, guys. i you, you too. Thanks. See ya. Bye.
1: Um, I guess we should be kind of wrapping it up by now. I finally pulled the trigger, like Alec Baldwin. we're no, not like did Alec. Not pull Baldwin. The trigger. We're not like Alec Baldwin. I'm like in my head. I was watching that last night. I'm like. What is he suggesting that he, like, shook it? Like, I didn't understand what he was... Sa- I'm like, is that a metaphor? Like, he didn't... Like, it was his character. Like, I didn't understand. I'm like, what the... And then I felt like, like a renaissance woman. I'm like, right. what is that? He said that he he was the one that killed her, but he didn't pull the trigger. No, I didn't pull the trigger.
2: Huh? Yeah. What? I mean, technically, there's a few guns, like, really, if you hit them hard with a hammer or something, like, so hard, they might go off, but... I was so confused. I mean, let's get real. Um... He, he did what we call pull the trigger.
1: I just, I, I, but then I'm like, do I need to see this in, in the context of the, the full video? You know, is, is it, are they trying to confuse the listeners so that they watch probably
2: um, so on a, on a single action revolver, you pull the hammer back first. And once you do that on some of them, you just barely touch a trigger, it'll go off.
1: Okay, so maybe that's what he was referring to?
2: I, I mean, he he might in his mind now think, I didn't pull the trigger. I just I, I had my finger there and it might have grazed it. You know, he might not. Okay, You know, but it doesn't take okay. like, it's not like you're pulling back on, boom.
1: Yeah, it, it it seemed like he he made it very def- like clear and definitive that he didn't touch the trigger.
2: And because
1: yeah. he said it was a one in a trillion chance. I'm like, is he saying that it just shot off on its own? Yeah, he's like, what a
2: lot of people would call a maroon. What does that mean? Yeah, exactly. A dummy. Yeah.
1: A big fat dum dum. Mm Hmm. Um. I pulled the trigger in terms of going uh, booking my flight home to California to see my
3: mother. Oh, nice.
1: And what I was talking to my mom the other day, and what I realized is, uh, I actually it's not that I haven't seen her in two years. I haven't seen her in three years. What? Yeah. I was. I did the math, and she goes, "No, it's been." It's been three years since i've seen you i go no no fucking way she goes yeah and then she said Whoa. the last time that i saw you and i was like yeah it was in november of 2018
2: oh there goes that math thing again yeah
1: i went oh fuck i didn't i didn't see you i thought i went home in 2019 but i i now remember i did not go home and that's where i got confused and then obviously 2020 last year was a big fucking disaster because of covid mm-hmm. and she my mom got open heart surgery so it's been three years, so um, I'm very, Whoa. very excited. It's now even more necessary that I go home. Absolutely, because <clears throat> it's been so fucking long, and I feel really bad um, that you know I haven't seen her. But it's also you know a, a two way street. You have to kind of remind yourself it, it is. But I definitely need to go home. Need to see my mom. <clears throat> But uh, I'm I'm very glad we came to a resolution where I don't have to get the uh, the vaccine, and I think with the the subsequent months that will unfold, that you know what was so funny to me, and I can't remember if if I if we watched it here on the show or if I watched it you know on my own time, you know they interviewed a, a doctor, he was an Indian man, so everyone is like, yeah, he's legit, mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. Patel, he was a a, R- a Rosh Patel, yeah, something like yeah, that, of course. And he said, like, the first question was, do you think is the vaccine going to be effective against this new Omicron variant? And the guy goes, I don't know. It was actually on the show. I don't know. Okay. And then two oh, minutes yeah, later, yeah, yeah. I think Nora O'Donnell was like, well, what's the one thing people can do to protect themselves? He's like, get the vaccine. I went, right. what? Yeah. He just said it didn't know. So it's just, right. it's very crazy. So I think that, you know, more and more people are going to be kind of realizing what's going on. But nevertheless, because... Listen, you have to respect people's boundaries even when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like when they say no, you just you don't rape them, okay? And Depends on rape how they is say a metaphor. No. Yeah, if my mom, I was like, "Mom, do I have to get the vaccine?" She's like, "No." <laughs> no. I'm like, "Okay. No means no. I'll see a little bit." No means yes? She goes, "No. My doctor's listening, but come on over." Yeah. Um, no, but my mom was like, "No." Sure. She was like, no, no. Like, rape, no.
2: Like, this is rape. Serious phase, no. Yeah. If you
1: come over, you're raping me with your presence. So I go, okay, shit. I don't want to be a a goddamn rapist. So getting the PCR, going to see the mom, spending a week with my dad. A week with my dad. Now, my dad's great. I love my father. But, you know, we're very similar, I'm learning.
2: Every day, oh yeah, more and more. <laughs> um, Similar, as in like uh, we're the same fucking. Person. You're exactly like we're your the fucking same. Dad. Like
1: it is frightening. The like,
2: yeah.
1: um, recently, like we we went to lunch a couple weeks ago. Okay, before Ke- Kevin's law. Okay, relax, everybody, yeah. and just awaiting the food. And me, I can't focus on what you're saying. I'm so hungry. I'm like, every time the waiter comes out, I'm like, is that ours? Is that ours? Is
2: that it? Oh, no, that one has meat on it. I can't fucking
1: focus. And I go, oh, shit. That's my dad coming out. Mm -hmm. I'm my father. Mm -hmm. So my dad's like a very, he's very, very hyper. Despite being 66 years old, he really hasn't slowed down at all when it comes to just like going and, and, and just very high energy, very squirrel like, like me. Yeah. Very squirrely. Sure, I would sure. even say more so. So yes, uh, and sometimes two people who are very similar sometimes butt heads because they are uh, they're both stubborn or they're both whatever they're negative. The qual- the good qualities you know maybe mesh well, but sometimes the bad qualities where they both think they're right.
2: I could see. Yeah. Oh, I could sometimes see you butt that for heads. Sure.
1: So and sometimes there's a little bit of an adjustment period because even though I'm an adult, I know I know it's surprising. Even though I'm I mean, an adult,
2: age-wise you are. Yeah.
1: Well, yes. Yeah. Biological on age, paper, but mental age. On I'm paper, an A, you're an adult. Yes. The government knows me as an adult. But when you go home, even though I'm an adult person, I'm still his child. And sometimes parents still treat you like kids because they're you're their kids. Right. And that can be problematic. Oh. <laughs> but we'll see how we go. I don't
2: like being told what to do. <laughs>
1: you're not my father.
2: Oh, oh wait. Wait. never mind. <laughs>
1: yes, you are. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. And it, it makes it a little bit more um, difficult when you don't have a car.
2: You're like, I'm oh, just going yeah, like to go to the
1: kitchen or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to... Walk around the block. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. No, so I'm really excited to see my parents again, and I'm zero away. friends. The zero <laughs> friends I have left, I have literally zero friends. It's gonna be great, it, and it's funny because this is my dad's dream come true. He'd always get mad. I'd come home, I'd be seeing all my my buddies, my friends, and over the years, it's dwindled from like you know twelve people to ten to seven to five to two to, mm-hmm. to
2: zero. That's in two weeks in a day.
1: Yes, the That's 18th. Crazy. Yeah, and then the year is uh is over. Oh my. God. Then it's 2022. <laughs> then I'll be 35. Then I'll be dead.
2: Yeah, I mean, fucking rest in peace at this point.
1: Might as well, right? Yeah. That's when uh you know then I then I start giving diseases to my kids if I have them because I got old eggs. <laughs> They're fucking <laughs> what old. The fuck? Sucks. Anyways, those are the things I think about. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Go to the holiday parties. Hey, Enjoy yourself. Don't drive drunk. If you do, and you get into some problems, call Kevin Hazlett.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Blitz, thank you very much. Blitzy boy. Thank you. Gross. Can't the I can't believe I said that. Loser. <laughs> Anyways, have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you on Monday. Bye.